Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Come then, let us bow down in worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock, he shepherds. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not go stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness when at Merib and Massa. They challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways, so I swore in my anger they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Word. Lord Jesus, once you spoke to men upon the mountain in the plain. Oh, help us listen now as then, and wonder at your words again. <clears throat> we have all secret fears to face, our mind and motives to amend. We seek your truth, we need your grace our living lord and present friend the gospel speaks and we receive your light your love your own command oh help us live that we believe in daily work of heart and hand the lord is just he will defend the poor lord why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress the poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemers and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt. He thinks, never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds, the innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on the watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor. He seizes the poor and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart God forgets. He hides his faith. He does not see. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, will be forever. Amen. The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. Arise then, Lord, lift up your hand. O Lord, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord? 
and think in his heart he will not punish. But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trust himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed, so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you know the burden of my sorrow. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from a furnace. Help, O Lord, for the good men have vanished. Truth is gone from the sons of men. Falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips, with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words. Those who say, Our tongue is our strength, our lips are our own, who is our master. For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace. The Lord teaches the humble his ways. He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path. A reading from the book of Esther. When Mordecai learned that the Jewish people were to be destroyed, he tore his garments, put on sackcloth and ashes, and walked through the city, crying out loudly and bitterly, till he came before the royal gate, which no one clothed in sackcloth might enter. Likewise, in each of the provinces, wherever the king's legal enactment reached, the Jews went into deep mourning, with fasting, weeping, and lament. They all slept on sackcloth and ashes. Queen Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, overwhelmed with anguish, she sent garments for Mordecai to put on, so that he might take off his sackcloth, but he refused. Esther then summoned Hadach one of the king's units whom he had placed at her service, and commanded him to find out what this action of Mordecai meant and the reason for it. So Hatach went out to Mordecai in the public square in front of the royal gate, and Mordecai told him all that had happened, 
as well as the exact amount of silver Haman had promised to pay to the royal treasury for the slaughter of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their, for their destruction, which had been promulgated in Susa, to show and explain to Esther. He was to instruct her to go to the king. She was to plead and intercede with him on behalf of her people. Remember the days of your low estate, Mordecai had to say to him, when you were brought up as my charge. For Haman, who is second to the king, has asked for our death. Invoke the Lord and speak to the king for us. Save us from death. Hadach returned to Esther and told her what Mordecai had said. Then Esther replied to Hadach and gave him this message for Mordecai. All the servants of the king and all the people of his provinces know that any man or woman who goes to the king in the inner court without being summoned suffers the automatic penalty of death unless the king extends to him the royal scepter, thus sparing his life. Now as for me, I have not been summoned to the king for thirty days. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he had this reply brought to her. Do not imagine that because you are in the king's palace, you alone of all the Jews will escape. Even if you now remain silent, relief and deliverance will come to the Jews from another source, but you and your father's house will perish. Who knows? But it was for a time like this that you obtained the royal dignity. Esther sent back to Mordecai the response, Go and assemble all the Jews who are in Susa. Fast on my behalf, all of you. No eating or drinking night or day. For three days, I and my maids will also fast in the same way. Thus prepared, I will go to the king contrary to the law. If I perish, I perish. Mordecai went away and did exactly as Esther had commanded. The word of the Lord. I have never trusted in anyone but you, O God of Israel. Despite your anger, you will be compassionate and forgive all the sins of those in distress. Lord, God of heaven and earth, have pity on the humiliation of your people. Despite your anger, you will have compassion and forgive the sins of those in distress. Today's second reading is a reading from a work by St. Anthony Mary Claret, a bishop. Driven by the fire of the Holy Spirit, the holy apostles traveled throughout the earth. Inflamed with the same fire apostolic missionaries have reached, are now reaching and will continue to reach the ends of the earth, from one pole to the other. In order to proclaim the word of God, they are deservedly able to apply themselves to, the, to themselves those words of St. Paul. The love of Christ drives us on. The love of Christ arouses us, urges us to run, and to fly, lifted on wings of holy zeal, the man who truly loves God also loves his neighbor. The truly zealous man is also one 
who loves. But he stands on a higher plane of love, so that the more he is inflamed by love, the more urgently zeal drives him on. But if anyone lacks this zeal, then it is evident that love and charity have been extinguished in his heart. The zealous man desires and achieves all great things, and he labors strenuously so that God may always be better known, loved, and served in this world and in the life to come. For this holy love is without end. Because he is concerned also for his neighbor, the man of zeal works to fulfill his desire that all men be content on this earth and happy and blessed in their heavenly homeland, that all might be saved, and that no one may perish forever or offend God or remain even for a moment in sin. Such are the concerns we observe in the holy apostles and in all who are driven by the apostolic spirit. For myself I say this to you, the man who burns with the fire of divine love is a son of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And wherever he goes, he enkindles that flame. He desires the works with all his strength to inflame all men with the fire of God's love. Nothing deters him. He rejoices in poverty. He labors strenuously. He welcomes hardships. He laughs off false accusations. He rejoices in anguish. He thinks only of how he might follow Jesus Christ and imitate him in his prayers, his labors, his sufferings, and by caring always and only for the glory of God and the salvation of souls. I have longed to give you the gospel, and more than that, to give you my very life. You have become very dear to me. My little children, I am like a mother giving birth to you until Christ is formed in you. You have become very dear to me. Let us pray. Father, you endowed Anthony Claret <clears throat> with strength and love and patience to preach the gospel to many nations. By the help of his prayers, may we work generously for your kingdom and gain our brothers and sisters for Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Let us praise the Lord and give him thanks.